Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this day is John chapter 5, especially verse 9 and its conclusion. At once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. You may be seated. Well, I looked in the shower, and there was a bottle, a restore shampoo. Now, I thought of the claims of solving one's hair problems, especially split ends. You see, I was taking a break from preparing my sermon, and normally the readings for Easter, the Easter season move us from the resurrection onto the promise of the giving of the Holy Spirit with that interruption of the ascension of our Lord into the heavens. Now, I could have went ahead and took the alternate reading, John 16, that emphasized of Jesus leaving and assuring his disciples. However, this text intrigued me because it didn't fit. It seemed to throw us back into an earlier time with Jesus. Why? And then I saw that bottle of shampoo Restore, for Jesus comes to restore God's Sabbath to us. John gives us all kinds of details about the event. He draws us into closer and closer. First Jerusalem, then to a pool by the sheep gate. And John gives the name of the pool, the architecture, and the people who are there. Individuals or invalids of all kinds and then specific the man who had been an invalid for 38 years. Jesus heals them. And, point, and John points out, now it was the Sabbath. What's the big deal about the Sabbath? Well, then it was Jesus healing on the Sabbath, and it gets Jesus into all kinds of trouble. But you may ask, what then does the Sabbath have to do with me in 2022? The Sabbath is all about resting in God as God rested from his work on the seventh day. For we read in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens were finished, and all of the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. And so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And so it is. The Sabbath is about being finished. It is about reaching the goal. It is about being whole. And it is very good. But as we look around our world, we find that all is not good, and certainly not all is restful. I mean, some of you might be even think of what you're going to be doing after the service, and what about lunch? Because it's way past brunch. There's always more to be done, isn't there? We are never finished. And for us and for many of other people, we still have this desire about being whole. 
Otherwise, we wouldn't have that great big building south of 94, would we? That hospital? You've got a whole industry and trying to make your life better, to make it whole once again. Being whole. This is what this man really desired. But he was giving up hope. He's been there a long time. He even seems to believe in magic, you know, the stirring of the waters and then him being able to step in and be made whole. But it's not for him. He's been an invalid for 38 years. Think about that word invalid in your mind. Spell it out. It's the same spelling as the word for invalid or invalid. And he knows it. Society has written him off as invalid. There's no one to help him into the pool. We see it all of this in his complaint to Jesus. Sir, I have no one to put me into the water, into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going in, another steps in before me. Wholeness. That's what the Sabbath is all about. The Sabbath is what humanity lost. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God's creation ordered by His Word, they lost the Sabbath. They stepped outside of God's Word. We too, if we step outside of God's Word, will lose His Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy because God rested. Exodus chapter 20. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy because God's people were released from the bondage of slavery. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Therefore, not only are you to rest, but your workers and your animals as well. The law is found in Exodus and Deuteronomy, and God through Moses wanted to impress the importance of the Sabbath on God's people so strongly that in Exodus 35 it is written, Six days you shall work, or six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a Sabbath, a solemn rest, holy to the Lord, and whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. Can you imagine if that's the kind of way our church operated? For all those who aren't going to be here, you're dead. And you who are here get to live. You see, humanity is always in danger of not, or excuse me, of forgetting the Sabbath, of stepping outside of the Sabbath. And therefore, God had established His law. The law keeps sin in check and refocuses our eyes once more upon our God and what He gives. That's what the man had forgotten. When Jesus shows up, when Jesus asks the man, 
When Jesus heals him, he doesn't recognize Jesus for who he is. The man does not, work, does not recognize God working for him. Because what does the man do after Jesus heals him? He gets up, takes up his mat, and leaves. No thanks. Nothing. And all we hear is now it was the Sabbath. Yes, he had stepped outside of the Sabbath. The law simply goes ahead and checks sin. But that's what the observant Jew had forgotten. They had gone ahead and thought that by keeping it, for making certain rules that they could go ahead and keep, that they could be God's chosen people because they kept the law. But other places, Jesus points out that they can't keep it. They're guilty of breaking the Sabbath. They would go ahead and circumcise on the eighth day, even if it fell on the Sabbath. The priests, Jesus points out, still work on the Sabbath. And then he poses a question to them. What would you do if an ox or a donkey or maybe one of your children fell into a hole on the Sabbath? What would you do? Would you rescue him? How many of you would rescue your child if they fell in a hole on Sunday? I think I would do the same thing. The law again, restricts sin. It doesn't make us whole. It points out what is wrong. But God's Word does. Just as God did in Genesis 1 and 2. But look what God has done. He has gone ahead and broken out of His own Sabbath. He comes out of His rest and works in His broken creation. And the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. Therefore, Jesus says in John chapter 5, John chapter 5 does come after Genesis 2, doesn't it? I sure hope so. Listen, John, Jesus said, My Father is working until now, and I am working so God breaks his Sabbath for us. Jesus goes to the cross for us, for us who are the Sabbath breakers, so that we can once again enter into God's rest, his Sabbath, the rest of God. You see, that's what the third miracle of the Gospel of John is all about. It is bringing wholeness to humanity. You might think of this as physical health, which is included, but it is so much more. Later, Jesus finds this same man in the temple and warns him in John 5, 14, 
See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. What in the world has the guy done? He's even in the temple. It is here that the gospel writer subtly makes his point again that the body of Jesus is the real temple of God. And this man does not recognize Jesus, God in human flesh. I'm assuming most of us have learned the third commandment from the small catechism and its meaning. And if you would pay attention to it, in the meaning, Luther does not lead us to call a certain day the Sabbath. But what the Sabbath is all about, he says, is about gladly hearing the Word of God, gladly hearing the Word of God and keeping it. As we gather on Sunday morning or any other day of the week, the point is not that we've been in church or refrained from certain kinds of work, but do we recognize Jesus and His work. Before you is the bread and wine. And soon you will hear the Word of God connected with the bread and wine. Do you recognize there is Jesus? For it is the Lord's death that we proclaim. Jesus' body and blood are there for you for the forgiveness of sins. At the 8 o'clock service, Mark Brown stood in front of us, declaring that God had worked in his heart to confess that there is nothing to make him pleasing to God except Jesus, who is making him whole through the forgiveness of sins. And you have just witnessed Rebecca being brought to the baptismal font? We believe that there is nothing that Rebecca can do to make herself a child of God, but through baptism she is buried with Christ into his death, and the Spirit has raised her again to new life. She is made whole in Jesus, just as Lydia as we heard in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 16, was baptized and invited Paul into her home. But there will be a lot of things and a lot of experiences that say to Rebecca and to Mark and to each one of us that this wholeness is not true. Just look and what kind of disasters a two-year-old can create? Wait till she's a teenager. Mark has seen his own troubles in life, as each one of us have our own troubles as well. As we get closer and closer to the grave, but that whole that wholeness that Jesus brings will is not complete in this world. It is only after our sinful self has been done away with 
that He will go ahead and change our lowly bodies to be like His glorious body. This is the connection with the resurrection of Easter, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus is not done with us yet. But today, as Rebecca and Mark will live by faith, because He lives, because He lives, we shall fully live as well. In fact, we'll have a different view of God's law, of God's will. In the other service, we went through the confession and absolution. And you've heard it many times through the Easter season as you did divine service one and will do divine service two. It's our confession that we say, for the sake of Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us. What? So that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Hebrews chapter 4 puts the Sabbath in perspective. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. So when you see that word, restore, remember that Jesus came to restore you to God's Sabbath rest. For in Jesus, it is and it will be finished. And it will be very good. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.